0: From Ennui, this is Ennui Talk. You can support the show and other Ennui projects by subscribing to Ennui Plus on Patreon. But for now, sit down and enjoy. One thing that Gary Vaynerchuk said, Gary V, my favourite entrepreneur, I've said this a million times on my podcast, everyone knows that, but one thing that he said was, his... What sort of gives him meaning is influence. The specific example was when he dies, how many people will show up to his funeral? How much, how many people did he have an impact yes. on? And like, for example, like just a small example, you know, like I, I had young Crip on my podcast on We Talk before you had him on The Crate Unknown, years before. So I came first, just remember yeah. that. But I want, yeah. but one thing was, <laughs> you know, I've had him on a few times since then and like, I feel that, you know, just like having conversation, like there was, we did re- most recent podcast we did, which is a month or so ago. He was in a bit of a, a bit of a slump, like a creative slump. And he said that, like, especially for me. Yes.
1: In the middle of his yes, Twitter Yes, and break. that's right. and yeah. it
0: was, um, he said that, like I said to him, like, this really helped me get out of sort of a creative slump I was having. And I didn't realize that I sort of helped him just having a conversation about, you know, you know, life and the craft and um, all that mumbo jumbo really helped him. I felt like I had an impact on him, and if that's one person that I've had an influence on and an impact on, even just that that small, like that small time period, and you know, realistically, it could be that I never talk to Young Crip again. I I know I will, but it's like. Yeah. That conversation could have helped him for years and years and years and years. Like, just, like, some little line, some little tidbit, some little, little tiny thing that I said or brought up or a subject that we discussed, just put an idea in his head, and then, you know, it could have it could have taken him to the next level. Like, something I said could have pushed him to, I don't know, um... He stand up, for example. I could have said something, and then it's like
1: he put that into practice. Well, if you said Mm. something that if you said something that pushed him to stand up, then it would would have been a miracle.
0: miracle. And i I like to call myself Jesus Christ, but I don't think I'm that influential. (laughs) But like that, look. If
1: it's (laughs) you already have a book in the Bible named after you. Oh, that's what more do you want? That's a start.
0: But if it's like if it's like something I said, and now he, (laughs) and like three years from now. He's got his own stand-up special on Netflix, because just because I pushed him to the point where it was like, you know what, let's fucking do this. That makes me feel really good.
1: You don't, yeah. You don't know where the little bits of meaning are going to come from. You also don't know uh, where little bits of discouragement are going to come from. I mean, you can do damage in in those tiny ways as well. I mean, it, it is something that works both ways. And a lot of people say things that, that truly discourage and damage people without meaning to it all. But you never really know when people are going to pull serious value out of any conversation like that, even if it's just the act of having the conversation. Let's say it was utter garbage in terms of substance and it wasn't there. Well, maybe that 15 or 20 minutes or hour or whatever it is, uh, took their mind off things long enough to recharge them just enough to push through something. So yeah, it's it's incredibly valuable to do everything like that because you honestly just don't know what's going to matter. No, and that's long.
0: exactly right. And
1: one thing, and I just, just came into my
0: head, like obviously, you know, as I said, only I want to do my business, blah, blah, blah. At my workplace, sometimes I feel that it's not clicky, but it's bitchy because, you know, that's just how people are, Maybe it's a small town. I don't think it's a small town thing. I think it's, a, just, a, it's just a thing. Um, you know, oh, did you see this person didn't do this right? Or fuck, this person's annoying. Or that fucking fat bitch keeps fucking <laughs> going, like, going her arms up and down and <laughs> airing herself out near the window. True story, actually. But it's like, <laughs> I would rather, with things like that, like, I would rather turn the, oh, I saw the fat girl wave her arms around like a fucking chicken and air out of pits into a funny lighthearted joke <laughs> that I include in a podcast or a stand-up <laughs> set or something rather than making fun of her with my work colleagues. And that's one thing. It's sort of like when I, de- yeah. when I if I can grow this into a business where I hire people, blah, 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 company culture um, is a really big thing for me. And it's like, I think I'm just as much of a business brain as I am a creative brain and sort of just, I would love to work, have, like, run a business, have an office with, you know, like-minded people. I guess like we're not all, you know, we all have different different opinions and all that sort of yeah. thing. But it's like, we can come into an office. You
1: got to be on the same fundamental. And that's right.
0: Age. And I, I don't think like that's that easy to find. Uh, you know, like I think you know people always um, you know, people have different opinions and do things differently and um, value different things, blah, blah, blah. But I think respect is something – and respect and understanding is something that maybe more – okay, well, then again, I think maybe more people than I than I realize have that. Like, I'm still living in the small town. The people that I know and all that sort of thing is quite small. But I think in the grand scheme of things, there are a lot of people in the world who are respectful, who are understanding. People who you would want to have working for your business – because it's like, you know, you can have somebody who is the best editor ever. He does it so quick. He does it so well. But he's a fucking prick. You don't want him working for your business at all. No, like, in no way whatsoever.
1: No, I know a lot really. of people like that. I know a lot of people like that who, uh, they, they just have tons and tons of talent. But for all sorts of different reasons, it's a no. It's a no. It's like if you look at somebody and think... Oh my God, they're extremely attractive. That's a nine out of ten. Yeah, well, you may very well not want to date those people for a lot of valid reasons. Uh, it, it's the same concept there. You know, they can <coughs> they can be great to look at well, and terrible to no, be yeah, with. Yeah, and that's ex- and that's right, isn't it? I think it's like I'd rather have. Yeah,
0: you know, I'd rather have somebody. I was trying to think of a joke about jacking off my mind rather than jacking me off, but it's not, it's not really coming to me. I'll work on that bit, but that's, but it's that sort of thing. It's like, I'd rather have somebody, I would rather have somebody who mentally stimulates me rather than has good titties. You know what I mean? It's like, I'd rather, <laughs> I'd, I think, you know, there's, there's a lot of people who have both nice titties stimulates the brain, but it's, I don't know. I think a lot of people are blinded by, by looks. It's like there was a, there was, I remember specifically my dad, there was a girl who, you know, she wasn't the smartest girl, but he said specifically, she's going to get, she's going to be all right during life because she is, you know, attractive. She was an attractive young woman. And that's just, yeah that is life though, isn't it? Absolutely. Maybe she becomes like a model or a, she starts her own OnlyFans and that's cool and all, but I also think there's a lot of people who start OnlyFans. It's, it's it is viable a viable path. path. I think there's. I probably actually think. I think there's a lot of people who start an OnlyFans who actually have a business brain. They know how to sell their body cor- correctly. Oh yes, and they know how to market themselves. I will actually say before we end this podcast, Riley Reed is a smart businesswoman and is good at porn. And I don't... Th-
1: um, I don't know who Raleigh Reed. Do
0: you not know who Raleigh Reed is? is? Okay. Uh, so in an incognito tab...
1: No. I, well, I see on Google Images. Yeah. Well, incognito... Oh, God damn it. I did this again. What was... It? So everything suspect that I look up, I'm always logged into my Vsauce <laughs> account on Google when I do uh, this. Every goddamn time. Hilarious. I forget what I looked up. I think I looked up something to do uh, with, with like... Something about like fart uh, psychology of fart fetishes or something like that. Yeah, Jeff says jelly toes. <laughs> um, it was super, super. Uh yeah, that was another one I looked up on Vsauce. The uh, oh. the tendency of uh, Parisian males in the '60s to go to public restrooms and dip bread into urinals because uh, consuming fluid that way. Super. Look that one up. Uh, anyway. Yeah. So I, I looked up Riley Reed and Google images and yeah, I can see her body of work roughly. Um, but yeah, I didn't know who that was, but she clearly must she be successful. Very, very
0: successful. I think that like, just like, you know, how do I explain it without being, cause I don't follow many, I don't, sorry. I don't follow any porn stars on Twitter or Instagram or anything like that, but I've sort of, I remember watching like a few of her YouTube videos and so, like a Q and A's and just following little things like that. And she seems to be quite um, intelligent. She knows how to market herself. She knows how to like do that sort yeah. of thing. Like there's other people who are, who was the chick who, um, Oh, she had big titties and she was like, she had like a four, there was like four girls and it was like a nudist. Oh, I wasn't a nudist house. And she's, she was a blonde girl. Um, I can't think of her name at all, and she's no—it's it, escaping my mind. But yeah, she was a yeah, YouTube, you she was a YouTube streamer, part. streamer as well. Like she's a Twitch streamer. Got banned from Twitch. Went to YouTube. She was a titty streamer. I can't remember the exact name, but she wasn't.
1: Let's see if the degenerates in live chat know somebody. They probably, probably will. will. I mean, when you think about when you think about Kino, kudos, Tom. Uh, good lord like they definitely one of these all people. watch a lot yeah, of yeah yeah tom you got lumped into that you
0: can definitely tell i've never watched a porn in my life that's a fucking lie that's a fucking lie kudos
1: <laughs> kudos kudos is full of fibs
0: but i think i think it's um uh,
1: but no a lot of these people do there's a, a you know i don't i don't want to i don't know how how much different people you know talk openly and celebrate but there's a, a you know significant youtuber whose presence in the community who well, and it's not iDubs, uh, so but it's the same kind of situation where uh, his girlfriend is pretty serious with uh, OnlyFans stuff, and um, I, yeah, so like I see the way it's presented and it's it's marketed like every other person's business who I know, you know, it's a serious kind of marketing push. Yeah, Kino knows who I'm talking about here, um, but yeah, it's it's. You look at this and you're like, okay, that's a really well-organized, highly planned, you know, uh, business mind with this sort of thing. So it's all really the same. Is there a difference between Vsauce 2 and uh, that girl's OnlyFans account? (sighs) At the most basic level, no, not really. (laughs) Not really. It's all got to be planned and executed well um, and evaluating what's going to be useful and what isn't. And that, that's right, isn't it? I think
0: because because you can you can in any sort of genre or sort of whatever you can market yourself very well or very trashily. I think a lot of I just think a lot of people who have only fans market themselves very trashily, <laughs> like very very badly. Yeah. Like I think
1: you can market yourself market yourself like an idiot on absolutely. YouTube too. How many people do we rip on all the time because of their scummy, stupid marketing? A lot of them. I mean, people like JStation Station are uh you know doing you know ouija board with dead girlfriends at 3 a.m like that's a, that's a stupid scummy Absolutely. thing you don't respect that person well you know you, you may not respect the uh, the only fans person who's doing uh their post in a in an odd way uh one popped up today where it was just like Filthy feet presented in in a in a really strange way that you look at it and think like, hey, even the people who are super into feet are they? Does this post resonate with them? I don't. I don't know if it does. And so, I so th- th- mm. no, it's all filthy feet. And I think there's like there's not
0: many people who have just come straight out of the bat and started being an online sex worker or doing OnlyFans and that. I think like for example, Lena the Plug, who is um, having a baby with. I right, can't think of right. his name. He's the, he's the white guy who interviews rap uh, Adam 22. 22. Right. Um, and I think she's, she...
1: yeah. Cause hmm. I remember when Trisha uh, Paytas uh, had the popular thing with them, like that was all over Twitter months ago, I guess. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's when I learned to lean on the plug. And Cause Adam I liked Lena on the plug.
0: Work. Like as a, like, you know, big is Cool. Love that. But also, like I think she markets herself very, very okay. well, and like she has like two different sides of the way she, like you know, her personal self, and she does a lot of her YouTube videos, and she does, um, you know, her OnlyFans, her sex work, um, and a lot of the a lot of the people who she works with, she okay. also has in her, um, her safer work stuff, like in her vlogs or, um, interview, like you know, just hanging out with friends, whatever. Um, I think on the other side of that is the person who you just brought up, Trisha Paytas. She, I don't think that she transitioned very well from being like, oh, a friend of Shane Dawson and she ate a lot of food on video and that sort of shit for some things and made music and shit. (laughs) And now she's like fucking, how do I say this? Shoving a huge dildo into a pussy and then selling it for money. I think it's like, you know, she did not transition very, very well. Um, I also think, did you see any of...
1: And still happens to make content that's more useful than exactly. h
0: 3 Did you see that she was like um, trying, It's I don't know what the exact context of it was, but it was like trying to get Ethan to, I don't know, was it to get Ethan to fuck her? Fuck, yeah, something, something like really weird. And she was like replying to his tweets and like, um, I think he posted, yeah. like he replied to something she put out and said like, Jesus Christ, um, like I'm just trying to go through my Twitter feed. Can you like not post this? And she was like, oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't remember the exact yeah. context of it. But she's... It was she's, awkward.
1: It was I don't think she's awkward. very self-aware. But yeah. she's
0: she's relevant again.
1: I see less now that Ethan has blocked me, by the way. I see less of the H3 universe. You? Um, are you familiar with the term butthurt?
0: Yes. Yes, very much so. Uh,
1: he was salty... He was salty. He was talking about riots in Manhattan and, and celebrating property destruction, whatever. And it, those particular riots uh, happened to be done by uh, people of very high socioeconomic status. And I uh, made a comment like, hey, this is who you're supporting. And it's, you know, it's a girl whose family has a $2 million house in Manhattan, a spare house in Connecticut. When you've got a second house in another state, life's pretty good. You know, things are really going all right. Um, And, (laughs) you know, it's a little bit less of, uh, less of an out there, you know, kind of legitimately protesting a thing. But anyway, I pointed that out and um, then he blocked me. He blocked me for it. Interesting. Yeah, and the next day I, I... Yeah, somebody uh, retweeted one of his things and it was unavailable. And I thought, oh, that must have been crazy because he deleted it immediately. And I clicked it and nope, it was still there. I was just, I was just blocked.
0: I used to love H3. He was one of my my biggest inspirations. Me too, me too. For the content I make. And now
1: now I I
0: I I can't even look at him the same way. I'm, and I hate to say it, I sort of like Keemstar a little, little bit more than H3. They're both scumbags. Absolutely, but I'm part of me likes Keemstar a little bit more, and I that feels dirty to say. I think, I think <laughs> but it's <laughs> yeah, like I it doesn't seem like H three can take anything, like any criticism at all, and it it's, it's sad because it's I don't know. I think it's as soon as he started doing that podcast, which sounded good initially, just didn't. Oh, I don't know. That's actually what I struggle with. Like sometimes I feel like, like you know, funny videos I make, but. Am I going to say something on this podcast, which is not good because he's he's not making a comedy podcast either, really. It seems like sometimes he's talking about subjects that he doesn't right. really he's not really educated on. That's why I try oh. to bring people on who I can, oh, absolutely. a lot of times. That's, and that's why, why I stopped. try to talk with people who yeah, I stopped um, listening to
1: him because I try to talk yeah. with
0: people who can educate me. that's that's one thing that I try to do. <laughs> well,
1: I just want to hear somebody talk about something that they know something about, whether it's because they did it or, Uh, They've acquired that knowledge somehow. They don't have to be the world's leading expert. And usually, the people who are the top experts uh, are really not compelling. You know, most of the time, they aren't. Uh, But I'd like somebody who's sitting on the 80th percentile, who can communicate really well and who's entertaining. Uh, And yeah, I mean, how many times has he gone into a really tough topic, Uh, whether it's a hot button issue or something that has a lot of nuance? And to be fair, it's hard for anybody to sort a lot of those topics out because there's so much going on. And in the confines of a show that's however long, an hour, I don't know, uh, you can't hit everything. So of course it's going to be simplified and you're going to miss things. That's fine. But he's, he gets some things really shockingly wrong. He's super ignorant about some basic things. And I don't understand why. He will talk about those topics. There's stuff that that Kevin and I know or don't know, and we don't pretend like we do. Like we don't. <laughs> we either have somebody on who does know that stuff, or we don't take that angle because the world doesn't need to hear us flailing around in a kiddie pool of intellectual poop. Uh, you know, for for the purposes of vanity. Uh, and that's that's what he does to fill time sometimes and jump on hot topics. You know, that sucks. And I really miss the guy who was funny as hell, really great comedic timing, goofy in the right ways. Uh, I think a lot of people miss him. And I don't know exactly when he died, but it's been a while.
0: I really think that he could he could thrive in a Okay, how long is his podcast? Sometimes two, three hours long. He's not fucking Joe Rogan. I think that it's... And like yes. in the beginning, like I feel like now... I Because this is probably episode 150 something. And I've done a many bonus podcasts, blah, blah, blah. I've practiced the craft of podcasting enough that I can go from... I always did just around half an hour. In the beginning, I did an hour and realized I'm not that entertaining for an hour. I did half mm. an hour for the longest time. I think I can... I've... I don't know done the work that I can have longer podcasts now and still make them entertaining. I think that he went went yeah. in with the expectation keep of doing fluid, long yeah. podcasts. I think he would do really, really well with a half an hour, 45 minute podcast. You know, I think he might thrive in that as well. A tighter, yeah. tighter, longer doesn't mean better. Absolutely. Just because it's what? Is it an advertising thing? Is it a no. brand deal thing? I don't know. I think if he really, he's the master of his I, own destiny. <sighs> If he I think to make so. Making sure he could,
1: he could, and it, it's really easy to do that. You just kind of trim it to the stuff that you're going to be great at, the things you know about, the stuff you can be insightful uh, on. You know, and it's it, it is tough though, like to have a show like he's doing. What's the frequency, by the way? How often do they I, put out shows? I feel like I it's twice it is, a the week, of this but part. I
0: think they might have gone from twice back to one now.
1: That sounds right think yeah i mean phil defranco who you know i'm not i'm not a huge phil defranco fan however imagine if he tried to do an hour a day it's it's not gonna work it's not gonna fit it's not it doesn't fit with this format it doesn't fit with him he does like 10 or 15 minutes and that that's okay for his audience like that fits him and his show um does three hours twice a week fit h3 probably not it's just not a fit very few people can do this like with talk radio uh the guys who have like a 9 to 12 show or a 6 to 9 in the morning uh daily show not a lot of people are built to talk for 15 hours a week live about current events and and whatever making it compelling not screwing up uh, not saying anything that's going to get them Don messed off the air. Uh, that's really tough. Very few people are built for that. You know, I know a couple of radio guys who have done exactly the process that you're talking about with podcasting. They started in a small way. They extended their skills. They got to be comfortable uh, with a standalone show, and it went from a half hour to an hour. And, you know, I know a guy, Joey Clark, out of Alabama who – who now is one of those three hour a day guys oh and he couldn't have done that years ago. He, like, he, 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 wasn't prepared for that. Five years ago, three hours with him probably would have been a disaster. Our podcast went from 40 minutes closer to, you know, two hours with a lot of people. Um, we couldn't have done that two years ago. Okay. Like the, the uh, Gary Vee thing reminded me of episode number one of the Create Unknown with Destin Sandlin of uh, uh, Smarter Every Day. He talked about the same concept as Gary Vee, but his example is like, how many people are going to be eating the cake at your retirement mm-hmm. party? We were talking more in a professional capacity. You know, exactly the same thing. He wants a retirement party where people are happy to show up and wish him well, and a lot of them. And that's a measure of how you've done your job. Uh, well... That was a that was a really good forty-five minutes or however long we talked to him. Uh, if we tried to do two hours with Destin on episode one, it would have absolutely sucked nuts. It would have been torturous for him. It would have been brutal and unlistenable for any of the viewers, you know. So, is six hours a week too much for Ethan Klein? Maybe. Maybe. I'd revisit that if I could. Even if it's, all right, let's not do two, three hour things. Let's do five, one hour things. Maybe he can be great for 60 minutes if he does it more See, often. That's sort of, I don't know. No, no I'm that's not as right. producer. See, I
0: think one thing, So I've sort of done that. Like, so in the beginning, let's just go back all the way to the beginning of the On We Talk podcast. One episode a week. It was an hour ish in the beginning, then sort of went half an hour, 45 minutes um, after we did like the pilot season. Then I went oh, okay. I'm gonna do two episodes a week, yep. and I had a few guests on and that sort of thing, and it just didn't really fit. I feel like I was putting out rather than putting out like one pretty like just the right podcast. I was putting out two just the right podcasts, and I think it was like weighing down the brand, all that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Eventually, I ended up doing one episode a week, and I did on we Talk Extra on the Patreon. Usually just extended episodes or more talk. Sometimes like special episodes, and I think it was like mixing it up of what I was talking about. Sort of, I don't know, really. Um, and then like it's yep. behind a paywall, so really not many people were going to listen, really. Um, and it wasn't as accessible. But it, it let me put in the hours of being mm. a podcast host and getting better at that. Um, for it does exactly it forever, for the longest yeah. time. It was on. We talk. For free for everyone. There was an Omni Talk Extra, which was sometimes a special, yep. like a um Omni Loves Movies special talking about just what we've been watching or maybe a particular movie review. And we had Omni Writers Room, which was specifically for Omni One comment I got was, Stop talking about yourself so much. So I'm like, you know what? Let's give myself my own podcast. It started as um twice, it was twice a month, then it went to weekly at one point, blah, blah, blah. Um, and now my, my strategy is two episodes of the free podcast a week because I feel like I can put out enough that it helps the brand without it sort of like overdoing it. I've got On We Talk mm-hmm. Extra, which is going to be a mix of, right. you know, um, specials, movie reviews, um, I don't know, experimental ideas. Um, one thing we, we did for a while was On We Investigates, which was just like talking about, um, like we, we did an episode on Bigfoot and we did an episode on... Um, we did, a, we did the only conspiracy hour at one point actually, which was, we talked about, um, 9-11 and we talked about sort of, um, the Sandy Hook shooting and different things like that. They're more themed sort of things. So it's like, rather than okay. freeform stuff. And then now it's going to be just on, we talk, not sorry, on, we writers room talking about on, we projects monthly, just as like a monthly thing. And then we're, cause obviously I don't have all the time in the world, but I think I just got to the point where it was like. I can put out two episodes a week of a free podcast sort of roughly like this is fucking coming on two hours. I'm still not sure if I put this out as one thing or split it in two, release it the same week. Maybe I don't know what the best strategy is, but it's like, I I know I can talk for a while and it can be entertaining and good enough to put out for free that people would want to come and listen and not niche Mm -hmm. enough. Like it's not so niche that, oh, I would only pay for that. Did not, does that make sense? Like, I should only put it behind a paywall. It's actually interesting. Like, yes. I was putting out the yeah. maybe shittier, but more experiment, more experimental stuff behind a paywall. I think it's, oh, I don't know. It, it, it's just interesting, like, what I've... In the beginning, I was putting out the shittier stuff. Now it's sort of like, well, if I'm good all around, what goes behind the paywall? It's like, for, in terms of video content, it's just the behind the scenes. But it's like, maybe I should get to a point where it's the, yeah. the good stuff. Is only behind the scenes. Like, what's the balance? It's like, it's this ongoing
1: cycle, and it's, I don't know. I don't know. If you like Gary Vee, if you like Gary Vee so much, why are you jettisoning his lesson of give away your best stuff for free?
0: Because I feel like the best way to monetize my content is through a Patreon, and it's like, I don't want to put it out like I am doing early access for all the podcasts and I'm doing early access for all the videos we put out. Yeah. Um, that's good. And that sort of thing. And like, you guys changed how you sort of, like you had, what was it? Like the, it was like the, the Patreon bonus show at one point And it was just that now it's just a week early access. We and did you stream it live for the, in the discord. And I don't,
1: yeah, we do a couple days early access. We do the live thing. And that was actually, that, that paywall on that content, the exclusivity, was actually Patreon's idea. We had a meeting with them at VidCon, uh, however long ago that was. And and they suggested that model. And we're like, well, uh, this, is, this is okay. Uh, we'll follow what they think are best practices because we can always change it. That one... That one we, we absolutely disagreed with after a bit. And it was just the, the value of, uh, of, hot, of keeping that content only to a select group of people. Um, it wasn't there. It just wasn't there. It was really good stuff. And we've, we are going to release all of it. We've released one, uh, the William Osmond bonus show. We cut that and, and popped it out because it was really good. Why not throw that 25 minutes to everybody? Um, we found that people didn't really care about exclusive stuff. They really just wanted to support the show and the community around it. And that is the thing that, that I think has kept us going. Uh, we, you know, let's see today we released for patrons episode 57 with Doplex. Um, that's, that's a bunch of episodes, you know, considering what we do. I know that, that you've had lots and lots and lots, um, but given what we have to coordinate and how we have to do it, it's a lot for us to, to do 57, you know, the, the people who have gotten together, like there's a reason why 15 people or so jumped in this live chat to hang out with each other for a show that they probably hadn't heard of before now, mm. You know, and it's not like uh, I'm so shockingly engaging that they're simping for me. Even though they do all simp for me,
0: I'm looking at the chat right now, uh, waiting but, for it.
1: <laughs> I see, I see, accurate, true. I see a no. Uh, Lars simp's for Kevin. That's fair. I don't. And that need shows you how all. much influence you I just have. Need a, a portion of you.
0: That shows how much influence the crate unknown has, which realistically has a small audience, really, doesn't it? Like.
1: It really small, really small. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, our discord is 600 people, you know, um, I don't know numbers on a lot of other discords, but, um, you know, swans is like 3000. It's huge, you know, and ours is, is I, I believe it's more active than most of the commentary ones of that size. And it, no, it's not the influence that we have. It really isn't. It's the, the people who have kind of come together and like each other now we've cultivated kind of cultivated a culture in the the create unknown community that that makes it so uh we don't really have a lot of problems and everybody has a good time like i'm happy uh having ben producer ben take a lot of credit for that he set up the discord he's, he's actually the admin we don't even own this thing that Ben runs that show, but no, he did a great job with that and has been an excellent community manager in that sense, uh, which is why he grew into a production role with us. Uh, but, but that's really the value on it. Like, um, you know, I, I know from, you know, the stuff that I'm seeing here that people like, you know, they like this show. They like you, uh, they like all of this. That's cool, but they like each other. That's the big thing. They like talking to each other. They like that, community that they're in and anything that we can do that's going to increase the appeal and power and enjoyment of that community that is that's what we want to do and i don't think that paywalled stuff tends to do that i do think that it's feasible that we might have something that is patron only just for uh kind of a special reward because we absolutely want to reward patrons but, uh, well, yeah, I mean, the after shows that we have been doing for a, a while now, that's, that's kind of it. I mean, that, that's one of those things where you've got to be a patron to access that. Uh, Doplex hung out for an hour after we stopped recording. That was really cool. Everybody really enjoyed that. He was awesome. Crypt Daddy jumped in too, which is banging. It was a really fun time. And that's a, a cool thing that you get when, you know, when you're a patron, uh, I like being able to give that reward, but you know, the paywall stuff, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not super into it. However, I did boost a Patreon payment to, uh, a guy named Keaton. Who's not Keaton's not in here right now. He's a baby gang guy, uh, who has, uh, uh like a role-playing game type mm. podcast, you know, they'll, you know, D&D-ish yeah, yeah. kind of thing. And they were making newspapers relevant to the story in their, That's cool. their podcast. And at a certain tier, yeah, yeah. It's like the newspaper of that time. Like, it's it's a really cool, exclusive thing. And I just plain wanted that each time it came out. So I guess there is some appeal there. Um, they, they squeezed money out of me for that and probably... That got them more than if they just released the newspaper to everybody. But you know what? Let me see it now. Show that to everybody else in three months. Like eventually release it to everybody.
0: Yes. There's, I think there's this,
1: you know, so keep it. And that's right. So, yeah.
0: There's two sort of, I've tried to do a mix between two sort of brands that have sort of influenced me. One is Rooster Teeth. So with the Rooster Teeth podcast, it's streamed live for their first members. Um, comes out for free a few mm-hmm. days later and they have the after show as well. And I like that sort of, and the after show is like, it depends how long it is, but it's sort of just like the bonus show, really. Like I'm sort of doing that sort of thing. And post wrestling, who are there at, um, John Pollock waiting yep. a lot of, um, wrestling podcasts and journalism, their sort of schedule is reviewing WWE, Monday Night Raw, on Monday nights, reviewing SmackDown, sorry, that's not right. Reviewing, um, all elite wrestling, AEW, Dynamite, Wednesday nights, both for free. Okay. That's the only thing that comes out for free. And then for their um, post-wrestling cafe members, their Patreon members, they have um, a, a month. They have, it, they have a Tuesday show, which is pretty much just, it's it sort of, each week it changes. One week is, they do, they're doing a monthly Rocky, they're reviewing all the Rocky movies, which is pretty cool. Um, another week, it might be... Nice. I think it's, they do that, they did the Rocky review. And then 2 weeks later they do their ask away so their their Q&A show. And then the weeks between that is their review away show, which is where patron members pick a wrestling show or a movie that had wrestlers in it or something like that, just something random. Their um their $50 patron members pick something. They get to come on and talk about it as well. I've been I was on their show at one point as well. Um So yeah, it's like a bi- just a bi-weekly review show. And then they also stream, after watching the pay-per-view events, they do a live stream of that. And that also comes out for free. I'll say that as well. Um, okay. And they review SmackDown behind the paywall as well, WWE SmackDown. So it's like they a lot of it is based behind the paywall as well. Um, they left the Fight Network because they're working for the Fight Network in Canada. Um, they got let go from that. And they sort of, a few weeks yeah. later, went into post-wrestling. And then in the first week, in the first few days, they were able to make enough money to pretty much support both of them full-time, which is crazy. They've been podcasting since like that's 2006. Cool. That's amazing. Um, both working with the Fight Network on wrestling and MMA content. And now they're full-time doing their own thing. Um, it's crazy. And that's the thing I think. And podcast po- podcast fans are very interesting because it's like, that's actually the thing I was going to bring up. Um, probably like an hour ago now. Um The engagement of podcasts. (laughs) Like, it's interesting. Like people say like, oh, if people listen to the podcast, they're definitely, definitely engaged. But then we talk about listening habits of podcasts. It's like not many people are, I'm sure there are a lot of people who sit down, listen to a podcast and are engaged with it while doing other things. But sometimes I just put it on as background stuff as well. I don't think it's, it's not, it's much more engaged than radio is, I will say, but I think it's, I don't know. Is it more engaging than, um, are people who watch podcasts more engaged than people who watch YouTube videos? Because there's, you know, there's that visual element, that sort of thing. Like, would you, would a brand pay more money for, sure. um, with okay. For example, would a brand pay more money for somebody who is, let's say H3, would they pay more money to advertise on an H3 video or pay more money for an ad in the podcast? See that's very interesting. I don't know all the rates and all the what analytics they look at and that sort of thing, but it's a very very interesting concept.
1: If if only if only you knew somebody Do who we. did. If if only you had somebody on your NUE TV who is very familiar with sponsorship deals in both the YouTube and podcasting quite, world. Quite sad <laughs> that we don't have anybody on there. So moving on. So what? What? So <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, it, it is, a, it's a little bit different because the expectations are different, uh, in terms of like ad placement. So, um, yeah, the, you know, it's all measured by CPM. And if anybody isn't usually measured by CPM, um, uh, if anybody isn't familiar with that, it's, it's basically how much it costs per thousand views or downloads or whatever it is. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it varies tremendously based on the type of show and the the product or the type of YouTube channel and the product. So, for example, um, Linus Tech Tips with, uh, I think it's PIA VPN. I think mm. that's his go-to. Uh, a VPN for viewers of Linus Tech Tips is a really good fit. Of course. That's great. And I'm sure that he can charge a a premium for that. Um, If he were, you know, selling, you know, manscaped or something where the the ad campaign is shave your balls uh, are conversions as high. You know, no, it's less of a natural fit. It's still hitting a demographic. I'm sure his demographic is overly male, uh, which means they have balls to shave. And by the way, I'm not. I'm not being crude. I'm not making this up. You open the box for Manscaped, and it, it, the big like thing on the front of the box is shave your balls. Like this my, is my campaign. Snapchat
0: is full of ads for um, Manscaped. So I can't get rid of them, like at all. And it's it's it's, oh, it it's is. killing me. It's killing me. I'm <laughs> not going to buy your product. I already bought a ball shaver very recently. Uh,
1: I find it. I find it weird. Uh, Rise bread says I'm not a fan. Um, Andrew says same thing. Like manscaped ads are creepy i find them a little odd but you know a 38 year old guy is probably not the the target for them and dojangle says she manscapes daily i believe it uh but yeah i mean so it does vary based on that fit but um is is the cpm going to be higher on a, a dedicated read like an integration into a video yeah probably and videos as well; they can blow up. Podcast episodes kind of don't blow up. Like podcast episodes don't go viral the way a great YouTube video. But that's YouTube the thing;
0: is so it's based it's based on hits. It's not based on the engagement. Do you know what I mean? Like it's like you know. Um...
1: Well, getting a a deal renewed is going to be based on how well that ad did. I mean, this is the enter the the code. You know, enter the code Ennui for 69% off. Uh, That is partly to give you credit for it, partly to know if that ad worked. And if uh, they spend $1,000 and two people buy ball shavers, then ennui is unlikely to get a second round of advertising. Um, If 100 people, yeah, of course, yeah, it makes perfect sense. If, If 100 people place an order in the first 24 hours, well, you know, then you're getting a bigger deal on the second round. So that stuff is a little bit, a little bit different. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, if you, you know, like w- we do uh, sponsorships on Vsauce too, I'm trying to think of what the last one, oh, oh, the last one was, uh, um, kind of a mix of sponsorship and collaboration with LG. We really wanted to explain how, uh, how elements of mobile phone cameras worked because, it fits with a theme that we've had for years of explaining that technology isn't, isn't just mechanical stuff, but it's about solving very real human problems. And so removing the noise from a photo uh, is, is actually something that is baked into your brain. And the example we used is uh, the Mandelbaum effect, which uh, with airplanes and cars having dirt and and problems on a windshield, your eyes focus on that close thing, meaning they're not looking further down the road or whatever you look at when you're in the air. That's a problem. You're you're driving badly if your eyes are defaulting to the thing two feet in front of you. Well, that's what noise does uh, visually in the brain and so having a cell phone that can take a picture you push a button and it removes all that noise it actually processes differently and much more cleanly in your mind so that's that's a really cool example of technology being useful with how brains are programmed not just like a cool feature anyway um that was a significant part of that video uh so uh, you know it's, it's not like it was meant to sell the phone or, you know, it, it wasn't like click below to go buy an LG Velvet. It wasn't like that at all. Uh, but that was uh, an integration that was really meaningful, which is qu- quite a bit different than a uh, 45-second ad read for, you know, Raid Shadow Legends or something like that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it can you can get really good rates on podcast reads. It's got to fit the audience. It's got to convert. Um, maybe you feature it. Maybe it's uh, something you actually work into the show. Some people are very good at that, where they segue naturally into something when a topic comes up that allows it. Others just do a cold, a cold read, just like a commercial on a TV show, where it's stop the show, do the thing, go back to the show. Um, you know, those are those are going to get a bit less money. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the video stuff, the video stuff has uh the capacity for higher rates, but the podcast stuff has the capacity for consistent rates. Uh, if people like a podcast, they tend to just listen to that podcast each episode. YouTube views are all over the place for so many reasons, from quality and video what do you to think? the algorithm. Oh, sorry, continue. continue. Podcasts, like yeah, consistent. No, no, no. Just, just podcasts. Like people are just kind of gonna listen most of the time, and, and the fluctuations are much smaller. Uh, so yeah, if people do have recurring ad sales there, like they can kind of grind yeah, that, that out in a nice way. So
0: one, what do you think of the concept of video podcast? Like I'm trying to promote mine as a, I don't like, I don't like the term YouTube podcast, but it's like as a, a talk show podcast, I guess, like framing it like that, not just a, I don't know, a podcast that goes on YouTube. I don't know. It's hard to, I, it's hard to really explain it, but I think like that's why I think like, you know, the H3, H, the H3 podcast is quite popular because it's, you know, obviously it's a YouTuber who's, is, who is hosting it, but it's, there's that visual element as well. Um, yep. And it is much more engaged. Like even just like this still camera looking at me is more engaging than just an image on a screen. And I think it's like for you guys, like that's just uh, a means to an end. Like it's all, it's what you can do with what the time you have, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But for me, it's like that like this is the way I wanted to just sort of do it. Like this feels like a radio show, just like from people who, who are watching it like this. And that and that's fine. I've always liked the radio feel. I've had many people say that, that they would rather just like sit in comfortable chairs and um like no desk, all that sort of thing. But I like this feel. This is the feel that I've I, I like. And I think like having this like this, you know, it's just three movie posters, some lights in the background, a light up there that's sort of shining from me. It's nothing it's nothing special. And the guys who are like watching in Discord right now, like you can sort of say it's nothing
1: it's nothing special. But it's, it... Can I mm. confess something to you? I have watched, I have watched two episodes of Ennui mm. TV. The first one was the one that I was on and the second really? one is right now. I have everything else I have and listened to. That's interesting. I've never watched without being a guest. Uh, I, am just doing other stuff. I don't watch anybody's podcast. I just don't. Um, I'll put it on. I'll put it on. Like I remember, uh, you know, a while back you, <laughs> you said, uh, something about, about me on the, on the show saying like, Oh, he, you know, he's probably listening. And I commented on the Patreon feed. Yes, he is. Well, I was out mowing the lawn, you know, I'm cruising around doing the mower thing listening to your show you know and that's when i do it so uh, i don't know what i'm missing visually but we changed we went from video to to audio we made that switch because we wanted faster turnaround we wanted fewer problems uh technical problems uh, just a streamlined setup we were video for a while and we thought this is cool however uh, we're not in a studio. It also required me to go, me to go there, which I was driving six hours round trip to record the podcast. Um, when we went with audio, I did not have to drive. That was cool. So yeah, we, we made the podcast doubly, doubly long. We went from like 45 minutes to 90 minutes and then we released them twice as often. Mm. So when we switched to audio, we started putting out, I don't know, six to eight hours of content a month. Before that, we were doing like two and a half. Uh, No, no, no. Sorry. Not even one and a half hours. So we quadrupled our output by going audio and some people complained initially, but we made a, a really good backdrop, uh, video, you know, animated backdrop, uh, to go on that audio and Hey, it works. I haven't seen a single thing change negatively. Like nothing changed at all. We didn't lose any patrons. We got a couple comments just being like, hey, I missed the video. It was cool to see you. But the other 99.9% of people, they were I happy.
0: think it's just that I don't like, so obviously I've got my, my setup through OBS, blah, blah, blah. Easy to set up. Takes me, what, 10 minutes to edit and just export it yeah. in 4K? That's a especially because I'm not uploading videos as much because I'm spending more time on, like I'm working on a series right now, a new Marty series like Marty Like Sun. And it's like, I'm trying to put so much effort into writing, producing that. And it's not going to be regular content, but I'm still trying to make the podcast a regular thing. I feel like the video is good. I don't think it'd be bad if it just went to audio, but I don't know. I don't know if there's a disadvantage. I I don't know. I think, I don't think there'd be, I don't think my audience is going to get less because I've got a fucking tiny audience anyway. But I don't. Know if it's, I don't know if it would yeah. grow more having the video or not. So you're like, okay, super mega. There's There's a good example. Their podcast is just a. Um, okay. It's an animated. It's an. It's an image of them, um, drawn animated. Um, I think it's slightly moving. I think it is actually animated. I don't think it's just a piece of art. I can't. I can't remember. Um, yes, Matt Watson from. From Super Mega, that is correct, Tom. Um, and I think it's, like, that's a very, very popular podcast on YouTube as well. It's getting consistent views on YouTube. Same with um, when Psychic Pebbles did his interview podcast here and there. It was just an animated image in the background. Um, yeah. If I had the budget and I ha- or I had the talent, I would do something like that and make each of them unique. I feel like just having a logo there is just, I don't know, maybe that's just, maybe I'm overthinking it and i probably am
1: i i think i think you're well i don't think you're overthinking it but i think you're thinking about something that has marginal value because first and foremost you want to build you want to build an audience and everything should focus on that and if that's putting out some more content making it faster to turn around that content because really even stuff as simple as uh, if you have the video, you've got to render and upload that monstrosity. You know, when we were uploading, well, we still upload. Uh, <laughs> when, we, when we put it on YouTube, because it's uh, that high-resolution animation, we can't really compress it. We can't throw it in. What's the, the pineapple thing? Yeah. I forget the name of it. Um, but whatever, it compresses the, the video down quite a lot. But we can't do it because that animation... Uh, so we're uploading like 12 or 15 gig videos. Well, that sucks. When I upload to, uh, you know, to the audio site, it's you know 150 That's megs. Nothing. It's, no, it's nothing. It's it's nothing. So like, it takes me two two minutes. Yeah, there's no export time. There's no rendering. There's no Handbrake. Yeah, Dan, Handbrake. I I think the pineapple is the logo. Um, uh, and I may be making that up straight away, but. Uh, yeah, Handbrake doesn't help us, unfortunately. It, it takes five hours to reduce the thing by like one gig. Uh, but yeah, you know, if we can have a really quick edit, upload it really fast, pump it out, then we're on to the next thing. And that next thing and the next thing and the next thing is what gives people content and builds that audience. So um, it may be. You know, maybe there's a blend for you. Maybe there's a focus on audio. I don't know. What is your breakdown like? So, like the size of the audience doesn't matter on this question at all. Where, where are they listening?
0: It seems to be we're watching. Looking at just look, just thinking off the top of my head, it's about half and half. I think. I think it's sort of like, and this this makes me really sad. Sort of thinking about the numbers right now, but it's like. I think one of the recent episodes of the podcast. I think it might have been an interview. Um, it was sort of maybe fifty views. Actually, let me think of the let me think of the Noke Eric one because Noke Eric, um, great, great, great okay. creator. If I can sort of get it up on my phone yes. because my laptop's dead, um, we'll go to um, Noke Eric on Wee Talk, and I hope everybody who's um, who's in the Discord chat. Um, you know, subscribes to me on YouTube and all that sort of thing, because I need to get, did you know I hit 300 subs announced it? And then um, I, I lost that. like fucking 12 subs. It was very, very sad.
1: Um, I don't oh, know. What'd you do? Was it a purge? I think it was a purge.
0: I've got a feeling. That's what, it, that's what it would have had to have to have been. Yeah.
1: I, I, I can't think of anything you did that would have taken like 3% oh, exactly. of the people it's out.
0: Fucking, and it sort um, of, it really annoyed me. Um, To be honest. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And if it was recent, we got a purge on create unknown too, where I, we didn't even release a thing. And I woke up and like a hundred subs were gone. Like, well, it happened again, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It was like a month ago, maybe. Okay. Let's look
0: at, let's look at a better example of an episode that is just like me and one of my crew members. Um, would you spend $400 to simp over a woman? 26 views on YouTube. If I go to my anchor app, who do you use to release your podcast through, by the way? What's your platform?
1: Uh, actually, I've just, oh, really? I've just switched that. Uh, we are working with a company called Red Circle now. Uh, we were using Simplecast. Uh, we were using Simplecast. Now we're using Red Circle, which has a really good system for dynamic insertion on ads. They're a fairly small company, like in the grand scheme of things, they're not simple cast. Uh, They have been incredible with support stuff. It's personal. Like I know people's names at the company and it's not like, it's not like we're Joe Rogan, you know, we're not coming in saying, Oh, aren't you excited to sell ads on our million download uh, per episode show? No. Uh, And I still know the names of these people. They've been excellent. And the, the crossover with them. Yeah. took like, Took me an hour to do and it had all propagated properly in like forty eight hours. So I've been thrilled. That's
0: easy, isn't it? Yeah. And it's free. Well that's free. I really
1: enjoyed Anchor because uh, it's
0: I enjoyed Anchor. Anchor Anchor It's just so easy to use. I've always um I think it was who used it first. I think it was might have been Casey Neistat when he promoted his podcast he did for like a few episodes.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's pretty popular. Um, So it was so for that episode, for the specifically the episode, would you spend four hundred dollars to simp over a woman? Um, That was 26 views on YouTube and it was 15 on podcast, on the the audio version. Um, I can't, I think a lot of this, I think I feel a lot of this source of that traffic is through Spotify. One thing I like about Anchor as well is that it just shoots, you can shoot it out to the different platforms automatically. I don't know if a lot of them do that. I used to use Spreaker back in the day, paying $20 a month. Okay, I remember that. Not worth the money, Yeah, like at all. Anchor did
1: Red Circle shoots to uh, iTunes, Spotify, um, you know, all the... I mean, it just has the, the RSS feed updates oh, which, on which everything. Which makes it much
0: easier, doesn't it? Really. It makes the, 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 the process of it as well. Um, but yeah, so it's like, it's pretty 50-50, but I, I sort of try and promote... Yes. Like, for example, in the social media, in when I'm promoting it on social media, it links it to YouTube straight away. I try, I'm trying to get that YouTube... I don't know, that, that okay. base up. That's why I stopped uploading um, even like... The, I put behind the scenes behind the Patreon paywall mostly because it's like I wanted to have something video there for the Patreon. But also because it looks pretty shitty when it's like you got a 10-view ten, ten like video that's behind the scenes on your channel. That way, It's also perception as well. Like if I was bigger, mm-hmm. I'd probably put out more things for free. But also it's like I hate the perception that it's like you go through this channel and it's got fucking... what. 20 views on a video or 50 views on a main episode of Marty's net show or some shit like that. It makes me really sad because I put so much time and effort into these. It's not so much the behind the scenes, but it's like, you know, it's like the oversaturation of content.
1: I don't know. I think maybe I'm I'm overthinking it. I don't know. That's how it works though. That's how it works. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I think putting that stuff out is how you, you build people and you truly build them one by one. I mean, we have, we have a lot more, Uh, subs than than three um you know the the 300 territory but we still at this point build literally individual by individual um the the patreon community is one person at a time i mean we if we get somebody uh who signs up for two dollars it's it's like an instant uh uh like group dm you know, like Kevin and Ben and I are talking about it like, yeah, somebody new. Uh, we're pumped about that. Uh, when I look, uh, I forget, I forget which episode we released. It was a little while ago, but it got plus three subs. Right. And I, like, I was legitimately excited about it. Uh, I, I'm like, that's awesome. Three people have decided that they want to see the next one. Like, that's all right with me. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's that micro, it's that micro thing. Again, that stuff compounds that adds up and anything that's going to get one person to click the button or add the podcast on, on their iPhone. Uh, I love them. <laughs> They're my best friend at that moment in time. And I will do anything to make them happy and not on sub.
0: And like, like you know, I know I've, every fan that I had, like, obviously it's like 300 subs isn't much, but it's like. Um, and you know, I've been going at this for like, what, five years on and off different degrees of dedication and putting out content, all that sort of stuff. But it's like, it's still 300 people who have decided to click that subscribe button. And you know, ideally it is a lot. It's a lot. One day, um, one day I hope to, I I don't even want to have a million subscribers. Like obviously that'd be cool on that. But as I said, it's more the influence. It's more that how many people who are are going to come to my funeral, how many people are going to eat my cake at my retirement. It's just—it's just the what sort of impact can I make on people? Like I hope that this conversation has made me, you know, obviously give um, given on me a few subs, but maybe you know some new friends, some new people who it's like I can have like you know, that sim. I hope that I have more people simping for me. I don't have that many <laughs> people simping for me right now, if if at all. Um, I'm a I'm a lonely lonely man with a podcast. That I film. And my bed's right there. Do you know how sad that is? You guys can probably see that right now. Um, I'm living a sad life as a 24-year-old living oh, in downstairs from my mom and my stepdad. Not even my real dad. It's my stepdad. And it's like my bed's there and I've got these lights set up. And mom's like, why don't you clean your room? I'm like, I'm trying to film a podcast. And she just sort of chuckles under her breath and goes back to what she's doing. It's a sad life trying to build a YouTube channel. It's a very lonely life. I think it's just it's much like entrepreneurship. It's like, well, it is, it is. I'm just, I'm an entrepreneur. It and is.
1: It's, it's, it's exactly the same. And it's sad. Exactly it's the like same. It's,
0: it's sad a lot of the time. I'm alone a lot of the time. Um, oh, I'm not necessarily sad. It's just like, you know, it's pumping away. Not a lot of people can do this. Not a lot of people can, not a lot of people can say that the, on last Thursday, they woke up at three o'clock in the morning while I had to work at 10 o'clock just to record a podcast because they were living in Canada and it was the best time to record. And you know I don't like to brag about it like that. I don't yeah. like it's you know, but it's if I, <laughs> despite saying it on my podcast, but it's like if I can, I, it makes it makes me feel like I'm dedicated, <laughs> like to, you know, fucking 300 subs, and he's getting up at 3 a.m. Well, in the morning are. to record a podcast with somebody who I admire as well. It was it was great. It was a great great feeling, and like I went to work tired, of course, a little bit tired, but it, it felt worth, you know putting my foot forward, putting myself first. And like, I don't like to say on is the only thing that I do, but a lot of the time it is. It's like, if I'm doing, if I'm not doing any, if I, I'm either at work, I'm recording a podcast, I'm writing something, I'm editing something. I'm having a discord call writing session of some sort, or I'm in bed watching a movie and that's it usually. Yeah. Um, and that's sort of sad. Sometimes I feel like that I'm using my friends for content sometimes I am (laughs) but like sometimes it's like I've even had I have one friend who's very very like-minded Chris and he said that we went we went we I got coffee we came back to mine and we started having a conversation he said oh do you want to save it for the podcast and I'm like that made me feel really good because he understands he understands that it's like you know how much effort I'm putting into it and it's like you know Why waste time talking for twenty minutes when that could be the first twenty minutes of a really good podcast? Do you know what I mean? I think it's—I don't know—I'm rambling, but it's—it's the the sort of thing where it's like I'm I'm putting in the effort. I'm putting in the effort, and it's—you know—this might never pay off. I might get to a thousand subs, no one gives a fucking shit, and I've got to work as a manager at McDonald's the rest of my life. I might get lucky and get a job in the industry, being a cameraman for the local, for the—I don't know—for a national news fucking show or some shit. But I might get very lucky. Mm.
1: What you've done at this point, what what you've done at this point is enough to get you a job because uh, how many how many episodes so, do this you will have probably be
0: episode 159 of the OmniTalk extra. There's probably about 70 something i would say I'll say 75.
1: Yeah, I I thought you were over 200 oh, all, God, yeah. all combined. I mean and, and probably closer to 3 when you throw in uh you know uh and and all the shows so i i look at that do you know how many people make 300 of anything you know how many people make 10 of anything the so i I forget the stat on podcasts but the drop off when uh, podcasts go like it's something like eight or ten episodes the percentage that go beyond that is so low If you hit episode 12, you're automatically in like the top 10% of podcasts of all time because they all quit. They all died. So when I look at somebody who's produced something uh, that's high quality and stuck through to 159 of this and 75 of that, um, that's proof. That is plenty of proof of their skills. I don't care about what somebody can do. I care about what they have done. Like I have no time and no patience, especially when it costs me money, when I'm the one paying for it. And I, I pay for everything in a roundabout way. Uh, even if I'm not signing the check on the thing, I'm going to pay in some way. Uh, so I have no time for potential. I do not care. And I've talked to Ben about this a lot because he's a young guy. Um, he's, he's getting started on the career side. And we constantly talk about different people uh in in, on this topic in these terms being like all this guy does on twitter is talk about what he's going to make he needs to just make something here's a guy who's quietly grinding he's got a solid track record of making stuff um it's a tremendous difference and seeing that body of work seeing that it's not somebody with skills and ideas and potential, but somebody who's just plain done something, bam, they are automatically vaulted to the top. So if you think that, you know, if if you're considering getting hired in that field, you have a much stronger claim to a job than virtually anybody. Now, somebody has to like, to some degree, what, what you've done. I mean, they've got to look at it and just be like, yeah, okay, he produced... 150 episodes that were actually, they, they sounded good. You know, the audio was good. The, the, you know, camera was good, whatever that's got to happen. But that proof of showing up and doing it is huge. And it's the one thing, one of, one of a short list of things that's like the simple secret that nobody will talk about. Um, I, I'm working on what's going to be a series of, uh, books related to the create unknown. I haven't talked about this to more than a couple people. So that's a, that's a big I, announcement. I feel special. A uh, big announcement for the on we TV podcast. Yeah. But as I'm doing this and I'm, I'm organizing it and planning it out, the reality of it. So I'm like, I can fit 90% of what anybody needs to know on one page. It's the absolute truth. I could probably fit it on half a page because it is so simple and so basic and so absurdly boring that it would take a couple paragraphs to tell you everything you need to know about it. One of those things is just plain doing something and developing a body of work that somebody can actually evaluate. You've done that. Very few people have.
0: I put in the time. I put in the, and it's it's a 10,000 hours thing. It's like, you know, you you, I'll put it, you get good at you master something if you put in the hours you put in the I think it's the it's 10,000 hours and it's you know that's what I'm aiming for and it's like you know it's not realistically going to be 10,000 hours but there will be one day where I do hit 10,000 hours of podcasts that have come out and like you know just having that in, in the back of my head is pretty it's pretty cool like it's you know I feel like I'm achieving something I think just like it's the mini goals as well. Like you can do the whole, oh, 500 subs, a thousand subs, all that sort of shit. But I think it's like, it's not the amount of people who, obviously it is like to, to grow the podcast and grow Ennui as a brand, you know, you have to have an audience, but just, you know, being able to, what the, what I what, what I can mean, control as I, well. I, and that's putting in the work and that's putting out, putting in the hours, putting out the podcast episodes, really.
1: So I want to be very real about this uh, because I can be real about this. I'm going to go from most recent in the chat all the way up. So Tom Videoger, I know what Tom's done. I know the voice work that he's done. He's done stuff that I can look at and evaluate. Okay. The next one up, Lars from the first podcast. Well, the first podcast has a lot of episodes. They have a great community. Lars has recorded a ton of podcasts and made a very real project. I can evaluate that. Next one up is Dan. Dan uh, has a YouTube channel. That's fairly new. Um, He made a video about really about where he's going with that. It was really high quality. I could tell that he put time and effort into it because the tags were on point. I think Dan had last. I looked like 80 subscribers. He had tags that Mm. actually ranked. Absolutely. You know how hard that is? Yeah. I I remember checking the ranking and a couple of them popped like, Jesus, this is amazing. And that shows to me that he took serious care in optimizing that thing. Next one up is me. I'm awesome. So that's easy. Next one up is Dojangles. I know the videos that she's worked on. She's got another one coming out Friday. She's got a few. I know her future videos that she's working on. I know what her work ethic is. I know what her, her tone is. I know what uh, the progress, I know what progress she has and the pace that she does it. So I can look at all of these people and know, uh, yeah, Jeff, uh, Jen does have a channel. Um, I'll link that if somebody doesn't beat me to it. Uh, but yeah, I can look at all of these people and know what they've done and I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus, but I can name 50 people who spend more time talking about what they're going to make than actually doing something. And they may be talented. Uh, Some of them are really talented. Um, Some of them are really popular uh, and and still just don't make a lot of stuff. But those guys, I don't want to work with, with those people. I don't want, I'm not banking anything on potential.
0: No, I'll get, no. mm. You know,
1: not when I can look at all of these people, I didn't skip anybody. That's the nutty part. By the way, that's the strength of the create unknown community uh, is having all these people who do stuff and the ones who aren't actively engaged in creating stuff really appreciate the ones who are. So it's a, it's a perfect yin and yang on that, but I didn't skip anybody. I went from the most recent message and just worked my way up half the screen. Those are all people who demonstrate these, these qualities. And those are people I'd hire, you know? And so, yeah, you're one of them. You know, you've got this massive body of work. If you want to get in the industry, hey, take a look at my 237 bits of evidence and proof that I can actually do what I say I'm going to do and do it out of time.
0: And it's, see, look, for the wrongest time, so I started, what on you know, the ideas came when I was 16, I worked on stuff, blah, blah, blah. After that, after I finished school, it was like three or four years of what Mm -hmm. I called... I don't know, let's just call it Omni University where it's like, you know, I started making stuff and recording stuff, but it was my, it was my learning time. It was just learning in front of an audience, even if that audience was like nothing. Um, and now I've got to the point where I feel like I'm good enough to put out stuff that's, um, you know, that can actually, like that is genuinely good, maybe not great yet. But there might be tidbits of greatness, mm-hmm. but like one thing I struggled with for the longest time was the balance of putting out good stuff and putting out, um, stuff regularly. It was re- like, you know what I mean? That for the season one of Marty was really good. Cause I filmed it over sort of, it ended up being sort of six months. A lot of it was in the, the, the second half of that six months, but it was, it was six months and I sort of went like, wow, these are great, but I know I can put out stuff faster. Season two was good, put it out, filmed it over a few days, put it out, you know, not long after, but enough for that. It was like, let's get a Marty episode out every two weeks Dumbest fucking idea I've ever had. You've got to like there was no there was, the quality just wasn't <laughs> there. Yet. There were some really, really funny jokes. There were some really, really um great moments. My scripts were great as always. I think that's what I'm best at, writing funny jokes in scripts and improving mm. off different things. But it just didn't feel as full. There was a lot of rushed things and that sort of thing. I've always struggled with that balance. Okay. Now I've sort of come to the point where it's like Fuck it. Let's just put out some regular podcasts. Work on things in the background. Grind, because um, that's what it was. It was like, am I actually, am I putting in the work? I wanted to show everybody else that I was putting in the work. That's what it was. But does that have to be regular videos? But yeah, yeah but doesn't have, have to does do it have that. To be regular videos. That's the thing. Uh, like, look at
1: some. Of th- not videos. Exactly. It's got to be I, regular I think something. Just,
0: um, I think like some of the greatest, the, the best YouTubers that are putting out the best content these days aren't putting out content regularly. It could be monthly. It could be less than monthly, but they're putting out quality, quality oh, yeah. videos. Absolutely. And it's like, you know, TV shows, they don't fucking come out fucking, you know, once every week. I'm not a soap opera. That's the thing. It's, um,
1: no. you've got to put in the effort to make it great. No, the break between seasons is like a year. I mean, I I uh, it's it's hard because I watch so few of them at this point. Um, but like I, I like Better Call Saul. You know, when a season of Better Call Saul is over, when's the next one? Like I don't know, oh, ten months. Actual, ex- nothing <laughs> like, you know, it's it's not ten days. Yeah, so it does it does work fine like that and you build enough loyalty for people to bother waiting 10 months and then hype it up a little bit when it comes back in but yeah just using those the regular proof that that you care about it and are regularly doing something of value that's all it is um we talked about this with doplex a little bit and i don't think you were there on that live one because of the time difference but um you you can hear it now because it's out and will be out for the normies by the time this drops Uh, But he does a really good job with his Patreon of just, like, updating people on stuff. Some people with Patreons don't do anything. They just kind of slurp money. Uh, And if somebody's happy to give it to them, that's cool. They have no expectations. Fine. Like, that's a good arrangement for everybody. But Doplex communicates really well with the people who who support him. And that's awesome. Uh, He doesn't release videos all that frequently. You know, he's not a -a twice-a-week guy. But he does stuff that gives us as patrons value frequently. That's cool. Makes me happy, and makes that's why I keep patronizing him.
0: Didn't like that. Didn't didn't like that joke. That was that was garbage. It was, it was oh, ah, pretty... uh,
1: well, that's because I don't have a writer writing my comedic comedic scripts.
0: That's true. If you had somebody, um, you know. I feel like it, like a, I don't know, like a little midget man. Um, what no? What what am I going? This is a that's a friendship to dwarfs. I'm not. Look, we don't. <laughs> we do not. Um, we love all people of all shapes, sizes, and race. I'm, we're not getting into that. We're not getting into that debate. But actually, look at my recording right now. We're coming on three hours. You know what? Fuck it. This is getting. This is getting cut into two episodes. Yeah. Um. But there's a, there was a lot that we just
1: discussing this, and that's you right. you can always trim and, sections. Mm, Yeah, you can always dump like half an hour if you decide it's it's worth it. Look,
0: I no, but I think there was. I think everything we talked about here was great. I think there was. I I've I learned a lot from you. I hope people who are listening in the Discord learned a lot as well. Um, What is what do do you want to? A good conversation. I think that's what I enjoy with a podcast. Like it's like you know, being funny is good and all that sort of thing. But I think just having meaningful conversations is what really I enjoy from a podcast specifically. Um, before we do go, just, you know, what, get, shout out your, your Twitter handle and um, what you're working on and all that sort of garbage like you do at the end of any podcast.
1: Yes, Twitter is at TaborTCU. The TCU stands for Three Chickens so, Urinating. Uh, coincidentally, yes, coincidentally, it's the same, the same acronym for the create unknown which that twitter is at create unknown because adding the put us over the character limit we're the create unknown and everywhere else uh but yeah you can check out the podcast on youtube or any any audio player anyway uh you you get the audio it's there spotify is pretty good um we like people on spotify but yeah we pop out episodes every week uh, barring massive disaster, uh, and have a really good, really good string of guests lined up. It's it's pretty incredible. Uh, I've been keeping this even from the baby gang. The baby gang is our elite tier of patrons. The baby gang and infantry form a very special squad, and we tell them pretty much everything. But we still have not leaked uh, some of the future guests who we've booked because. They're extremely exciting, and we want to put something together for October that is truly unique. Uh, But just tomorrow, which is going to be in the past when anybody hears this, but the live people, uh, Chris Wilson of Cyanide and Happiness, tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern, will be Discording live exactly as we're doing right now. Uh, So it'll be cool to talk to somebody who's been working on so, uh, so many successful board games and has... So much humor in such simple drawings, like the Cyanide and Happiness comics, are basically stick figure drawings, but they're incredible. Um, that's gonna be that's gonna that's gonna be a really a huge good fan. One. Of those Very guys. excited um, for that. I'll
0: be I'll be listening one hundred percent live. Um, absolutely, they they're great stuff. Great, great. I just oh, Justin
1: really? Wang in two weeks, by the way. Yes, Justin, Justin Wang, Wang in two I'm weeks. I'm a big fan of Justin Wang. Yes, he's closing out. We're closing out September with Wang. So, uh, Wang gang, rise up.
0: Wang gang, rise up. What a, what a great little um, little tidbit for the, for the end of the podcast.
1: Um, thanks to all the guys on Discord
0: listening. <laughs> I'm actually very surprised that so many people didn't... I heard some people coming. I heard some people leaving. If you left and didn't come back, fuck you they gotta come for and not yep. listening to my great, great podcast. Um, if you haven't subscribed...
1: <laughs> a lot of the Europeans went to bed. To be fair, when it became like 3, 4 a.m. in Germany, uh, we lost, uh, let's see, we lost a Belgian. Oh, no, no, no. Chinchilla's still here. But we did lose a German, and we lost uh, an Englishman, So So
0: Absolutely. Yeah. You fucking pricks. If you're going to
1: support Matt, <laughs> you're going to support
0: Aussie Matt as well. You absolute piece <laughs> of shit. But um, I should, we probably should say goodbye to our fans. Hello, bye to everybody watching on video. Bye to everyone. I'm going to wave to the microphone. Bye to everyone who's listening, and bye to the guys in the Crater Known Discord. Um, thank you for listening. And um, I don't know. I don't really have an outro for the podcast now. You have a cool one. I like the. Um, now I'm forgetting exactly what it, what it is now off the top of my head. Yes.
1: The Space Cowboys. Kevin always. Kevin always does the uh, the Space Cowboys. We need, I need a cool
0: one for the for the Only Talk podcast. At one point, it was. Um, we, I think it was, you uh, do. have you ever seen Bear yeah. in the Big Blue House? It was a children's show with no. a bear and there was a big blue house. And he would sing to the um, to the moon at the end of the show. Goodbye, goodbye, good friends, goodbye. And now it's time to go. And it was the moon, the bear, and the big blue house. We've been waiting for you to come and play. Come and play. Come and play. And then you'd go, goodbye now. And then he'd, he'd wave and the moon would go away. So I've been ending the podcast on goodbye now. It's actually, it's a great, it's a great show. Um, the It's a, it's a probably the best children's television show that I've ever seen. Besides Arthur, big fan of Arthur. That's probably my, that was my childhood. Watching a lot of Arthur, the aardvark. Good guy. Absolutely. Oh you yeah. You're old. I keep forgetting that you're like, what? When do you, you're coming up on yeah. sev, 70? Is that right? 70? Something like that. Far out. In a few you, days, um, seventy. Yeah, you know, you can get your, you can, um, you'll be in a walker <laughs> soon. That'll be that'll be interesting seeing, um, you know, to be. what you? I, I don't know. Would you? Um, have you have you gone bald yet, or
1: are you going gray? You, How you do you know be? I'm not already? I, I'm I'm actually I'm actually going pretty white. My my beard is really, about half Christ. white at this point. Not not gray. It is white, and it's working out. Like I, I have no problems with this. I don't have any issues with it uh but yeah it's it's Jesus. colorless at this point um i'm happy so my, it. i like the look my of dad that. and my grandfather so never pleased. went bald
0: they were full heads of hair just very very gray my dad went gray when he was like 25 26 like full head no idea why mm. i really hope that doesn't happen to me yeah one of my friends did that too i hope it doesn't happen to me That would...
1: i don't know i mean I'm near, you know. I'm in my late thirties. It's not nuts that uh, that some of my beard is going white. You know, if I were, if it were ten years ago, I'd look at that and think, ah, that's a little early. That that's it's a little early to have a half white beard. But at this point, like, no, this is, this is the transition. I'm quite comfortable with it.
0: That's it for you guys. Um, thanks for listening to the Only Talk podcast wherever you're listening. Subscribe, all that garbage, and. Goodbye, now. It's a good it's a quality show. <laughs> Ennui Talk is hosted by Matthew Winner, produced by Ennui. You can listen to the show on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, or watch it in its entirety at YouTube.com slash TV one You can show your support by becoming an Ennui Plus member, where you get exclusive series and podcasts, early access, and member-only perks. Join us at ennui.tv forward slash plus. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.